0: Welcome to The Wine Down, an afternoon podcast where two techie blokes sit down over a bowl of wine and chat about what's happening in the world of tech. Enjoy while Scott and Nick open up about their week in technology. Well, ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to The Wine Down. I'm Nick and this is... Scott. Hello, Scott. How are you? Good, thank you, Nick. How are you going? Excellent. I'm super. I'm super. Now, we're somewhere different today. Where Guess are we? What? It's on dr- It's dry where we are. Oh, it's not raining. It's not <laughs> raining. It's not, <laughs> raining. Yes. It's not it's raining today. It's been, been raining a lot. Anyway, so where
1: are we? What are we drinking? Uh, we are at the Longy, or the Longeville Hotel mm-hmm. in uh, Lane Cove. Uh, just somewhere different for a change. Yep. And uh, coming up, we've got, um, this is a uh, bottle of uh, D'Ulius, or Ice. Ice if you wish to pronounce it, it's a Shiraz torrega so 80% um, yeah, traditional uh, Australian Shiraz grape and 20% Spanish, so it's a interesting sort of concept in there. Look, it's, I've uh, got to try it. It's from, uh, yeah, Pocolbin, up in the uh, up in the Hunter area.
0: Oh, that's nice. So you can tell it's a Hunter Red, can't you? It's got that you can. It, it, Hunter no, it, it's very
1: noticeable. You, you can tell the difference. And I can tell you what in here. It's um, interesting to sort of yeah. say here, yeah, fan, yeah. Uh, fantastic early drinking wine, but five years in the cellar and this will start to sing. Excellent. Um, I, I, I do get worried when my food starts to sing. Yeah, I, hope <laughs> but I hope it doesn't sing too loudly. Yes. Cool. Anyway,
0: well, what are we talking about today? Uh, yeah, we to move see, the bottle of wine. Move out. the bottle of wine over, over the there. Wine. That's, That's
1: lovely. Yes. So we've we've been doing a bit of work with clients around sort of automation of business processes. We have, and really seeing some quite spectacular results as a result.
0: Yeah, it's it's really it's really interesting. It's it's yeah. There's been a whole movement over time to. Do what's called business process outsourcing which is really what's called business process offshoring if you will um and think your business processes have people involved they people are expensive let's find cheaper people to do the processes exactly um and i think what people are missing is one of the things computers are really good at is doing repetitive processes but up until recently it's kind of been hard, right? It's, it's been hard to get apps to talk to each other, to get something to talk to apps. Mm. I, back in the days when I was working at Microsoft around the turn of the millennium, um, Microsoft invested in a product called Opalis. And Opalis was a product that allowed you to automate things happening in your IT infrastructure mm. by building what we call electronic workflows. Yeah. And that was the first, first breed of a new set of software applications or platforms that allow you to automate things, but I think, I think yeah, things have really moved a vast amount ahead. Now I think we're we're away from, yeah, you know, needing to write lots of code or or needing to have software developers or having things you just can't automate. To there's very few processes really that you can't start by automating to some degree and get quite a long way yeah. along along the way.
1: But, but what we are what we are talking about, and you're right, it, it's not about. Trying to deliver the current process in a more cost-effective way, using more cost-effective resources—that—that that is one yeah. thing. That's a, um, and this is a bit like the the taxi industry had this, when Uber came along. This isn't a matter of just making a, a cheaper taxi. No, it's actually reinventing the way the process works such that you don't need that concept or it's just done a completely different way without some of the things that are happening in the process
0: now. And I'll use a great example from, from that, that that's exact solution. If your taxi didn't turn up, you'd phone the taxi company that's and right. go, where's my taxi? Yeah. Well, Uber automated that by showing you where your Uber was in real time. Mm. So nobody has to phone Uber anymore. They the they, cost, they, phone, they
1: phone the driver directly
0: well,
1: <laughs> if necessary. Yeah, but the
0: cost saving—oh, absolutely—of not having to have that central, you know, control of people telling people where to go and getting the software to do it is what makes it a really different
1: platform. Yeah, it's that's right. You don't just want to be have a more cost-effective person answering the phone. You want to have the whole phone answering process removed from, yes. the, from the equation.
0: Yeah, and, and it's it's very similar when you look around your business and you see people copying things off paper to the software, oh, or from one bit yes. of software to another bit of yes. software, and making a tiny decision around doing that. A, they're probably going to get it wrong sometimes, but B, it's
1: it's a really bad use of people. It, it, it is. It is. You you are a lot better off investing in uh, like business analyst style people who can look at that and go, this process can do with a bit of work, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And well, well,
0: then, then that's step one, right? Yeah. I've yet to see a small business, well, I've seen a couple, but
1: not very many, but all their processes have been documented. True. I've, I've seen a couple mm-hmm. who've got all their processes documented, are they the most efficient processes? I don't know, but they, uh, they're documented. At least they've written them down. Yeah. Yes. You go into big business, and, and I
0: say this a lot in these sessions, you go into big business, every process is documented. Mm. Right? You're
1: not allowed to do something unless it's a documented standard That's right. process. That's right? right. But there's a team that does that. Yeah. So. What we want to do, though, is really get to the stage where we've got a repeatable outcome, and in theory, no human error. No, nobody involved. Well, no human. And, and that's ideally that actually,
0: yeah. If you've ever looked at a quality control standard, okay, like ISO nine thousand one, yes. it talks about creating processes which can be done repeatably in the same way. And the minute you put people into the mix, they'll find ways to game the system or or do things differently. the nature of human error? The nature of, of, well, not just human error. Human error is, is assuming they don't actually want to do it wrong. Sometimes people will try and subvert a process to make it easier for themselves. But with automation, you can actually remove that out of the loop. To the extreme where you hear these stories of people who work for an organization, and automated their job in the first three months. Oh, yes. And then get paid this. for three years
1: doing absolutely nothing because their job's automated. I, I did see someone who outsourced their job. <laughs> they, That's great. They, they, they actually had someone overseas VPN into their computer every day and do their work for them. So it could be it a was, cracking idea. I'm sure there's no security issues there at all, but it, yeah. was, it was an interesting thing. It took them two years to work out the person wasn't there. Well, I think it's funny, and, and most of the outcomes of
0: these cases where people automate or outsource their jobs is you fire the person. I wouldn't fire the person. No. I'd get them
1: involved in doing that to they've, every other job in the business. They've, they've got all the business smarts in their head. You want them applying those smarts to make the business more efficient. That's exactly. the whole driver of this. Exactly, exactly. Oh. And that's the whole mindset around this, isn't it? You've got to get to the point where your people are adding value back into the business. Yes. And you've got to move away from um, the
0: old mindset of I've got to get people doing these processes and do it all the time and make sure they're at their desks and doing things to the system basically runs itself and people are augmenting it, making it better, doing the things people do, interacting with customers or partners or whatever.
1: But you're right. It's not about now we don't need that role. No, the role has to do different things. That's right. It's about using the role in a smarter capacity because yep. the person who was doing a process a certain way—they've got a lot of business knowledge in their head. Yep. How can we leverage that to be more efficient right across the board? Yeah. So there's um, there's there's an example. I use a couple of examples of that. The typing pool.
0: You okay. take dictations and type it out on paper. Now, no one has a typing pool anymore. Most people type their own stuff because yeah, they can you type. Think it out. So, these days, yes. so yeah. that's the process
1: that's been automated away. People are doing their own things. Apologies to every listener out there that has a typing tool.
0: Yes, yeah, absolutely. So that kind of thing's changed. And that old mindset of getting people to do process tasks, there's things that people are far better at than those types of things. That's,
1: that's so, right. That's yep. right. So that, that's, that's quite interesting, but it does take time. It
0: does. It takes a lot of time. And so, sometimes, automating a process isn't worth it. But what I think people miss, you look at your business, you've got a bunch of people, the amount you're paying those people is actually a significant I, amount of money. I, 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 d-
1: I don't, and it's, so just to put on that point, I don't think people really think about that as much as they should. Because no. when you look at, hey, I want to you know, use Fred in the corner for half a day just to map this out, and they say, oh, they can be doing something else. I said, yeah, but look we're going to save you half a person of yep. equivalent, we, uh, it, these are real dollars we're talking, this isn't like a hundred bucks down the pub or something like no, that. These this are
0: significant significant these are, dollars, these, these are, are whole are. salaries you can save yes. out of your business to make it more profitable and, and people, people kind of, they, they don't really, they look at it and they go, oh, I've got to invest all this time. You don't just save this money next week, you're going to save it forever for the rest of time. And that's that makes a, a massive difference. It, but it is a big investment.
1: It, it does. And when you first start to see it paying off, you're looking at that going, why didn't I do this sooner? Yep. And then you say, let's quick, quick, everybody stop. Everybody just do this. Is it? No, no, that's, that's all too quick. All of <laughs> right, just slow down. Let's yeah. just take it bit by bit.
0: Well, I think the first thing you need to do, you've got to define what your processes are. And then you've got to prioritize them based on which ones use the most amount of time or resources. Also thinking about which ones can be prioritized. And I, so, sometimes I go, um, when I'm looking at it, I'll do the hardest process first, because then I'll know which bits I can't do. Most of the time I should pick the easiest one first, yeah. so I get my first run on the board, so.
1: Yeah, yeah, little little steps, and then yeah, people get used to what the process is, what's happening, get the familiarity follows, and you start to get there. Yep. So how would you, how would you start?
0: How do I start? I'd write down what I think my processes are in the business. And, and I could pick some for you right now. Um, accounts receivable, accounts payable, processes in your business. Um, how do you sell something? It's a process. What is your sales process? How do you make whatever it is you make? What, how do you build the thing you build? How do you, you create the thing you create? If, and then how do you deliver that? and what are the various things you go to. For example, we're having a conversation this morning about, I think it's the Microsoft, Oh, yes, the Microsoft Secure Score, right? And so there's this score, Microsoft give customers on Office 365 about how secure they are. One of the things we can do with that is we could go into each customer and say, right, your score's this, what are the things we do to improve it? Now that needs to be written up in a process. That's right. So that not just the smart guys can do it, but anyone can do it, and we can look for opportunities to automate that. Exactly. Using some sort of
1: API or reporting no, tools or whatever it bun, is. There's a bunch yes. of
0: things you can find that will do that yeah. and that, that, that puts you in a really, really interesting position, right? So um, yeah, um, automations are, are really, um, defining your processes are really key. But once you've done them and you start to
1: automate them, you start to take people out of doing those crummy things. You, you, you do. Um, when you said that, some of those less, effect, uh, less efficient things that people are doing, it's, in, it's really inbred into what they're doing. They've been doing it for so long. Yep. You think, well, what, what's wrong with this? I get it. I've got to go tap, 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 tap for an hour every day. But what if you didn't have to go tap, tap, tap? Yes. That's, yes. The, that's the whole but What thing. if the system
0: did it for you? What? And there's, there's some examples. Um, I was dealing with an accounting firm many years ago, and whenever they got a communication into the business, the receptionist would send that person an email. Thank you. We've got your message. Okay. Blah, blah, blah I went, we can automate that. And so we automated the email going out. Um, and so, so everybody got that really quickly and really efficiently, and the receptionist could go and do other work. That's a tiny thing. For another example is, you know, where you have lots of customers, it's nice to recognize their birthdays.
1: Yes. Right? You
0: can yes. automate sending them a birthday message.
1: Now, you don't yes. need to think about that. It just happens all the time. Y- using that information that you have appropriately secured because it's personal information. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, that takes us into technology. It does. So how do we build automation?
0: What do, what do we use? What are techs out there?
1: What's a, what's, a, what's a good tool to, to use to do this?
0: There's a bunch. So okay. almost every CRM in the world has some sort of ability to do some automation. It
1: has yes.
0: a workflow engine built in that will do cool things. Um, Office 365 has Microsoft Flow built-in, which which does some automation, it's it's, it's quite useful. Um, um, Thinking about it, um, uh, something like um, Azure uh, Logic Apps is a more advanced version of of Flow. Um, And then you go into things like stuff we use, we use something called ELSA, which is not just an automation platform, but it allows us to extend it to do other things. So we could do some really neat, unique
1: integrations with that
0: that you can't do with something like Microsoft. Although to be
1: fair, that gets into a little bit more of the developer hat sort of side to some degree. I think a lot of the stuff we do as
0: developers is automating business processes, right? So so we're talking to those process people, we're talking to those automation people, we're doing that
1: kind of stuff. And at the same time, your developers don't want to be writing the same basic stuff all over again, they really want to get into the more advanced they features do. too. They do, they do, absolutely.
0: So there's a bunch of tools out like there, And the way these tools work is they'll take data from a system, they'll make some decisions, they'll do some actions in other systems and wash, rinse, and repeat. And that's yeah. wrapped around stuff we call flow control, which is deciding, do I do this once? Do I do it multiple times? If this is this, I'll do something else. And building yeah. branches,
1: like building a flowchart, if you've ever built one. Oh, oh flowcharts are cool. Yes. There you go. Okay. That's very interesting. Cool. So, can people
0: do this themselves? You can. Um, it's definitely doable yourself. It's harder if you don't have a background in business analysis or you don't have a background in process automation because you don't know what you don't know.
1: That, that, you don't, that's right.
0: You don't know how to optimize things. You don't know what's capable in the technologies, but there's lots of trading around but,
1: that. But this is a bit like saying as well, would, would I do my my own tax return? Or could I do my own tax return? Yes, you can. Right, I could. But you probably wouldn't. I, and would I get a great result doing it? I'd probably get better at it over the years. I'm sure the ATO would say you got a great result doing it. Yes, yeah, but... that's right, thank you for all that tax you just <laughs> Yes. <laughs> um, whereas you go to an accountant or someone that's actually skilled in that area, mm. um, and they would say, oh yeah, okay, well you missed this, you missed this, you just saved yourselves $1,000. Yeah. Uh, sort of thing, and, and that's the whole the whole thing. Uh, is it really about you trying to do the end-to-end part of this? Your your skills are better off knowing this is how my business works. This is the flow that currently happens. Yep. And talking to business process efficiency people about. How do we make this better? How do we make it more efficient?
0: One one of the things we learn is you can't go past a good business analyst, right? They're really hard to find. They are hard to find. There's not very many and they're pretty expensive. But when you get one, the stuff they can do with your processes is unbelievable. Exactly. So when we're doing this, we work closely with our in-house BA and Jack of All Trades, um, who does a whole bunch of that and, and the rewards we reap are amazing.
1: Yeah. So there is one key element to all of this though. Oh yes. This is the effective versus efficient discussion. Don't automate an inefficient process, right? No. And,
0: and this, this, this is, look at your process. Use your BA to make it as efficient as possible first, right? then go and automate it. So, so but,
1: but having said that, it has to work. Yep. If the process doesn't work well, it's not effective. If it's not effective, you're going to automate something that's wrong for you.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you could could do things a million times, but if it's not the right thing, what's the point? So, yes, effective and efficient processes automated with technology will make you a really strong competitor in whatever
1: marketplace you're in. Well, that's just it. You would be the competitor. Yes. Because you'd be the one out ahead. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Lovely.
0: Excellent. Thank you, Scott. That was awesome. Thank you, did. That's great. All right. Well, thank you. If you do like what you see or hear, please give us a like. Make sure you subscribe and leave a comment if you'd like us to discuss anything. Um, it's been Nick and Scott. We've been at the Longville Hotel. Thanks, everyone. See ya. Bye-bye. Bye.